everyone. Welcome to another episode of In The Between. Today, we're going to be doing episode 75. My name is Nadia. And this is Danny. And yes, as you can see from our background, it's Fashion Revolution Week. It's taking place from 18th to 24th April. And well, I guess we're in the middle of it already. Yeah, we're in the middle of it. There's been uh, a couple of talks uh, that have been happening online and uh, things going on on Discord. <laughs> cool. And I know, Danny, you've been um, a supporter of Fashion Revolution for quite a while now. Could you tell us about how you first got to know about it? What have you been doing with it? Yeah, the first time I heard about it, actually, it, it's quite interesting because one of the first campaigns I remember from Fashion Revolution is the Who Made My Clothes campaign. And I remember one of the conversations at that time was like, how is this helping people, right, to do a post on social media? And it's quite amazing to see how like in seven, eight, nine years, like almost nine, eight, nine years, um, this movement has like spawned off like so many other um, activities and, and mo mobilized people. So it, it does show, it's an interesting case study for how social media and like, you know, um, social media action can then develop into on the ground things. So the first time I, I saw Fashion Revolution, anything to do with Fashion Revolution was the Who Made My Clothes campaign on social media. Um, and Fashion Revolution uh, began after the 2013 Rana Plaza collapse, which killed over a thousand garment workers. Um, and it began in the UK. So um, now we have, we have um, country of like, country fashion revolution officers all over the world, like in Rio de Janeiro, all over Asia, and of course in Singapore. And the first time I saw anything um, to do with fashion revolution in Singapore was right before I left for my master's, I think in 2015 or 2014. Um, yeah, and so when I came back, um, I would just try and follow the talks and and I think last year, Sing Yun invited me for a panel called um, Do Singaporeans Care About Sustainable Fashion? So when I saw the call for volunteers in, last year, I, I volunteered for it from like November, December. Mm. I mean, the name itself, right, like revolution uh, seems to be sort of, I mean, a call to action, um, a call for change. And I think I... I haven't really been keeping up with what Fashion Revolution is all about, but I definitely see a lot of activity this year, especially around this week-long kind of um, event. And I wanted to ask also about, you know, what you think um, is the audience that, you know, subscribes to the events that are happening for this week? Like, what's the target audience? Is it for anyone and everyone? Or is it more for, like, um, a group that is much more in the know, uh, who care about where fashion is going? Um, yeah, I think the, when we were doing, I mean, the, the way the fashion revolution is organized is really amazing. I saw some of the assets that they sent over from the main office, like they will send you like the fonts and all this material to use. And it's a really amazing how they've created so much open source material, like all these zines, and if you go to the Fashion Revolution website, they have all these things about, uh, depending on what your role is, are you a citizen? Um, are you a 
teacher, like an educator, are you a student, a fashion student or a small business owner? So there's resources for all those things. So of course, the aim is to have everybody who wears clothes or buys clothes um, be a part of this. But of course, it's... um, yeah, it's a slow process, I think. I, I mean, recently, Singapore has embarked on a green plan, right? And it and I recently saw like an article about recycling and how we still don't know how to recycle. So I think it's still very, very early days. So the people who tend to come or know about fashion revolution are maybe makers, um, a lot of sustainable businesses, uh, slow fashion uh, businesses and people who are interested in e- like an eco lifestyle. So, for example, if they already do zero waste or attempt to, you know, reduce the carbon footprint, then they might be interested in hearing what we have. And I think especially for fashion students or like anyone who studies fashion or adjacent um, industry, they they tend to, you know, they they are of course following um, social media. So they tend to hear about these things as well. So I think that's the main audience, but there is this really cool uh, group called Fashion Parade. They are a Gen Z self-led organization on Instagram and they did an amazing panel, um, I think yes, two two days ago um, about, you know, fashion consumption as a Gen Z. And it's really cool to see younger people mobilizing themselves. I don't think when I was like 16, I was really thinking so big. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's also a trend now, right? Um, it's become such a big conversation. And like, I, I see this activism that's going on that I think wasn't really in our thoughts, you know, when we were teenagers, um, it was a different time. And also there are many more resources now available um, and it's also less barriers to entry to organize something that you can then put on social media and then it can be shared with like a really big audience. And of course, um, the fashion revolution platform, which was um, built over so many years and now we're kind of seeing it um, sort of crossing over to the mainstream a little bit. Um, And I think last night there was a very interesting panel discussion called Who Owns Culture? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, and, and one of our colleagues from La Salle, uh, Martin Bonin, was on the panel. Um, how did that go? I, I love the, the lineup of speakers. There were a few um, slow business um, owners there. So one of them is uh, from Olive Ankara and Libby. And um, I've been following Olive Ankara for a while. They do like African um, batik in like, uh, very interesting silhouette. Sometimes they do like chongsams and things. So there was this conversation about, you know, mixing up cultural motifs and things. And then of course, um, Martin comes in as a researcher and textile practitioner um, and spoke about like the idea of being a steward of culture. And, you know, it's fun to, to appreciate cultures and to um, be able to have access to them. Yeah, and I think on the panel as well was Akila Zailan, yes. um, who is a friend and uh, she's also written uh, a really beautiful essay for the My Own Word series on FAM, on fashionandmarket.net. And I think earlier you were telling about how she was talking about her identity um, as a Javanese Malay in Singapore, which she also elaborates on in, in the essay. Um, 
And I think that's really interesting to think about, right? Like how we are all, um, we all have hybrid identities and then how do we put that out through the creative work that we do? Um, and I think even, even from the point of view of, of a consumer, isn't it? Like how do you dress yourself to express our identity, which is always in negotiation, mm. which is never black and white. So it's, it's interesting. I mean, that question is so big, right? Who owns culture? And I'm sure it couldn't have been covered within a panel discussion, but it's still nice to have that opening to start thinking about it, to start talking about it. Because I think at the end of it, the simple answer to the question, who owns culture is that we know, we know yeah, like nobody, but also we own culture um, because there's no one, like there's no sole ownership in, in that sense. And like Martin says, it's like a stewardship kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And the audience was really engaged. I think one of the, the comments that resonated with me is this idea of like power and the theme for this year's fashion revolution is money, fashion, power. Mm-hmm. And it's about, you know, appropriation, be, the, when it becomes very hurtful or it, it, yeah, it, it's very problematic. It's whenever power structures are there. So until like these power imbalances are, not there we we're not in that utopia where it's free for all still yeah (laughs) i see that and i think like conversations like this help to kind of unpack um some assumptions and also uh, sort of create new pathways forward i guess right Mm -hmm. in a way that is sensitive to um i guess everyone's thoughts and everyone's um views of, of culture to put out something beautiful because at the end of it I think fashion is about you know putting out things that are beautiful that people can enjoy but then of course as you've mentioned it is so much deeper than that and it speaks to power struggles it speaks to um, discrimination sometimes so I think you know there's a lot of other events happening until um, Sunday I wonder if you wanted to share what's going on and what people can sign up for and attend yes Totally. Um, so on um, Saturday and Sunday, we've got a couple of things lined up. Um, two things that I'm involved in specifically. Um, on Saturday, we're doing the Mendes Open Studio. So this is really like an extended um, version of the Mending workshops I was doing, where we, instead of doing it like a workshop style, we have people coming in and like swapping ideas and uh, well, that's the that's the, that's the dream that they'll like, you know. It's a time to sit down and and mend and swap materials and ideas, and then I'll set up a little um, installation with the home economics uh, film that I did with a stubborn bloom, um, and just kind of reminding ourselves that you know manufacturing and making have have been part of our culture in Singapore. It's just that they've kind of been lost a little um, over the last few decades maybe and um and just to return back to this idea and i'm very excited because there'll be this uh shoemaker uh called lisa tang and she will be showing us how to you know glue our shoes in the right manner so that they last um and all the other uh fashion volunteers will be there too so it's gonna be a really nice um, time together and um we will be at cine leisure at open studio um a space that dinu from um, the fashion, um, fashion design and textiles um, at LaSalle College of Arts has kindly uh, let us use. Um, and on Sunday, which is our last day, we would be doing the What's the Stitch Garment Analysis Workshop. So this is 
inspired by um, material culture analysis that is done when you do historical research or curatorial research for fashion. And we'll kind of uh, examine um, cool garments that we're all bringing along um, to see what other stories and things can we learn about who made it, um, the value of the clothes and the finishings of it. So yeah, yeah those are the two things that are coming up and I'm very excited for. And um, two more workshops that LaSalle students uh, will be holding for upcycling and indigo. It all sounds really good. Um, very rich content. And yeah, if, if anyone is looking for something to do this weekend, I know there's a lot going on this weekend in Singapore. There's also boutiques fair back after two years. Um, oh, wow. Um, brands and I know that's going to do so well because um, you know it's always such a treat to see what people are making um, and I think there is also this deep sense of like wanting to be sustainable I, I see that as you know I mean it's a global movement right so you know it's really fun to see what people have been thinking about what they've come up with so if you are looking for something to do this weekend there is no paucity of like um, events to go for and things to shop for, but of course, shop consciously um, because uh, we are in Fashion Revolution Week and it is all about all about that. Um, so thank you so much for listening or watching this and until the next time.